someone is making the call and the NFL haven't come in, we are back, baby. Uh, NFL is back on Thursday night. We got the Hall of Fame game. So myself, Rosie, and Alex and I, we are kicking off the Making the Call NFL preview coverage the entire month of August. Every single week, we're previewing two divisions, an AFC and an NFC division. To start us off, we talk about the AFC East and the NFC East. We're talking about notable arrivals and departures for each team. Uh, the division matchups that we put all these teams into tiers. We go through fantasy guys we're looking out for for each team, betting favor, you know, betting picks that we each come up with for each division, and then of course we make the call. We predict the final order for this division, the final standings for each four teams within each of these two divisions. So jam-packed podcast, great start to our NFL coverage. So excited the NFL is back. We've got a lot of great things in store here at Making the Call for this NFL season. Hope you'll tune in with us. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. It's all coming up right after this. All right. In the words of Eminem, guess who's back? NFL is back, baby. We are recording this the evening of the Hall of Fame game. Delayed uh, so by rain. Delayed by rain. So Dang that's it. why we're recording the podcast right now. So... Happy return of the NFL season to all who celebrate. Uh, myself, Rosie, and Alex are here. And we are here to kick off our NFL preview month uh, here at Making the Calls. So every week for the month of August, we are previewing this NFL season. So we're taking two divisions each week. Uh, this week, we're doing the East divisions. And we're just going to, we have a bunch of talking points that we're going to hit on and basically just get you ready because. I don't know. When you go through the offseason, it feels like you haven't had football in forever. And as we know, every year, a lot of things change. So we're here to kind of get you ready for that and share our thoughts. And of course, this is making the call. So we're going to have all of our predictions here as well. Um, so guys, we're starting with the East Division. So let's start with the AFC. So AFC East, uh, the previous, so last season's final standings, you had Buffalo winning the division. New England in second place with a wild card and then Miami uh, and the New York Jets rounded it out. And uh, the Jets were four and 13. Miami was nine and eight. New England was 10 and seven and Buffalo was 11 and six. So they won it by one game. Yep. Um, like I said, a lot of things change in the NFL. So like, let's go through some of the, let's go through some of the like arrivals and departures that we've seen since we last saw these teams play football, starting with the Buffalo at the top. Big names. You had Von Miller sign a long-term deal. Um, someone on this podcast, you know, thought that he was kind of on his way down. I don't know who that was. Um, clearly, that was wrong, and he was not. He could be right this year. <laughs> yeah, he could fall off a cliff. Maybe, maybe every year I'm just gonna I'm gonna say Von Miller is he's washed, and eventually I'll be right. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it's your Max Kellerman. Just don't do that with Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing that with Tom Brady. If anyone can beat Father Time, it's that guy. Um, but so Von Miller, he's in Buffalo now uh, after a after winning a Super Bowl with the Rams. Uh, tight end OJ Howard signed there, and then their main draft picks were cornerback Kalir Elam in the first round. Kyir Elam. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, see, yeah. that's why we got Rosie here helping. My you went real Muslim there, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> So, so that guy in the first round, uh, running back James Cook, uh, and then the uh, punt god Matt Areza. Punt god, yes. Praise the punt god. 
who is my favorite draft pick of the entire draft. I just, I absolutely. And now granted he's going to Buffalo where he's not going to be punting all that much, but still great, great draft pick by them. Uh, Departures, uh, wide receiver Cole Beasley. And honestly, the big one is offensive coordinator, Brian Dayball. Uh, He took the head of coaching job with the New York Giants. Uh, So of these, I want to ask you guys. So of those arrivals and those departures, do you think, Buffalo got better this offseason based on who's coming in and who left. I think they got better for sure. Yeah. Just adding Von Miller and uh-huh. another cornerback to go outside of Tredavious White. I think that this team's going to be really, really, really good on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. You you agree, Alex? Buffalo got better overall this offseason? Yeah, definitely. I really like what they did in the uh, draft too. Added a James Cook to a not very heavy backfield they definitely need to add that and also just having punt god potential to be a top 10 punter in the league like right away that's still something good to have in your back pocket when you need it backup defenses for von miller so yeah yeah i mean yeah i think i'm i'm high on the james cook draft pick because buffalo was like one of the worst yeah running teams in the nfl i mean they ran the ball like with the lowest volume or at least they were near lowest volume in the league um yeah, but and I don't then, know. Oh, go ahead. And they also just didn't lose much too. Like, yeah, Brian Dable is a good coordinator, but it's still Josh Allen back there. And all they really lost was Cole Beasley, which is not much of a loss in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a little hesitant be, with losing Dable just because Buffalo Buffalo's offense was so good. And who who's the new guy? Do you do we know? Uh, uh, mm, I'll look it up, but I. It wasn't someone that, you know, really stuck Probably out. Just, yeah, promotion, I think. But I, I just don't know if, like, changing offensive the new OC. defensive oh. coordinators really changes anything. Not when you got a quarterback. I mean, it like can. Josh, uh, but it's Josh Allen, though. Not on good teams. Well, yeah. okay, so now there's a big caveat with this because with Tennessee, Derrick Henry got hurt halfway through the year. But even the first part of the year when Derrick Henry was still healthy – I mean, Tennessee's offense looked very different from the year prior when they had Arthur Smith, and then he left and took the head coaching job in Atlanta. They finished as a one seed, so and a and everyone kind of agreed they were like one of the worst one seeds. Yeah, but still, in a really tough AFC, you lose. Um, I mean, oh, they finished as a one seed as what, like eleven and six? Yeah. Yeah, but they still did it, and they did it without Derrick Henry for most of the year, and without AJ Brown or Julio Jones for most of the year. Or they're twelve that, and five. Sorry, twelve and five. Yeah, I, I think don't that know. says it all. They they beat good teams. I don't think offensive coordinators really matter at all. No. Well, uh, no, they well. matter as 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 a, as someone, and you know this too, Rosie, as a Lions fan, Scott. You know, having Scott Linehan as your offensive coordinator definitely matters. <laughs> So I think I think offensive coordinators do matter to an extent. Maybe more on the negative side, but yeah. Well, losing them doesn't matter, I guess. I, okay. I will rephrase my my answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So moving on to New England, um, their arrivals, uh, they're really their two draft picks because they spent really heavily in free agency a year ago. Uh, guard Cole Strange in the first round from uh, UT Ch- or from yeah tennessee chattanooga and then uh wide receiver taekwon thornton out of baylor second bears second bears <laughs> uh departures 
talk about losing offensive coordinators. Josh McDaniels took the head coaching job with the Las Vegas Raiders. And wide receiver Nikhil Harry, not really oh, no. a huge loss, <laughs> no. but I was trying to find notable departures, so I put him in there, got traded to the Bears yeah. for like, what, a fifth-round pick or something. Um, do we think New England got better this year? Because I kind of think it kind of they stayed the same. Like, I feel the same yeah. about them as I did going yeah. into last year. Yeah, I feel like they just sort of are an idol right now. Cole Strange was honestly sort of a strange pickup. <laughs> he was... It was a little, they sort of reached in a lot of people's eyes. Like, we'll see. I don't know if he'll be ready to make an impact this year, but maybe down the road. And Tyquan Fortin, like, he's really fast, but doesn't he have a problem catching the football in traffic? Isn't that true? He had the smallest hands of anyone. And he's like a, he's super skinny too. He's got to put on some weight or he's going to get hurt. But yeah, they're just sort of an idol, getting a little older. We'll see. I mean, Mac Jones, though, third year. We'll see. Second year, right? No, no, yeah, right, right. Second. Yeah, he's yeah going into his sophomore season. Uh, best shape yeah. of his life already. Which oh, yeah. I don't know he's if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Crazy NFL like, guy working out. When you're 23, I think you should be in like the best shape of your life. Shock. But uh, Rosie, do you think they got better or worse, or do you think New England's kind of the same? Well, I, I find it kind of interesting the guys that you put on the rivals and departures because. For the rivals, Devontae Parker got added to the team, and I think that he's probably the best receiver there now, as long as he can stay healthy. He's still and, but, though, well, we can uh, we can blame our producer for for leaving him off of that list. <laughs> Dang it, Craig! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, then with the departures, they lost. Um, let me see. They lost Shaq Mason at guard. They lost Ted Karras at center. They lost J.C. Jackson at cornerback and a few other notable ones. Gosh, Craig really slipped on the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that they're going to be kind of bad. I I don't know if this offensive line is going to hold up. And their cornerback room is really, really, really light. So mm-hmm. I think it's going to be rough for the Patriots. So oh, no. kind of. Okay, so all right. So we'll get to that in a second. So you're you're pretty down on them. Okay. Um, Miami. So Miami finished third last year. Obviously, their big arrival, um, wide receiver Tyreek Hill, running back Chase Edmonds, and head coach Mike McDaniel. And Teddy um, Bridgewater. Okay. I said notable, but yeah, sure, Teddy Bridgewater. He will be. Okay. Two-glove Teddy. Um, they didn't re- – They. I, I was looking at all their transactions. They didn't really have any big departures other than, obviously, their draft picks they gave out for Tyreek Hill. Um, but there wasn't really any notable starter that, that left. I mean, they had some guys on the fringes, but nothing that really would affect your opinion on this team. I think clearly they got better, right? I mean, you yeah. add, a, add a weapon like Tyreek Hill to that offense. Um, you – I it's kind of hard to make a judgment on the new head coach. I mean, I think Brian Flores did a good job with what he had, but you can't really speak on Mike McDaniels till mm-hmm. you see it. Right. Um, but I think they surely got better. And I don't know, Rosie, you're pretty down on new England. So do you think, do you think Miami finishes better than new England this year? That's how I that have far? it. Yeah. I really, I that, that's pretty easy bet too. I don't think easy. Hmm. Easy. Yeah. Just cause uh, yeah. Dolphins Is that a preview of one of your uh, betting favorites uh, coming up, or no? Oh no, I, I got I can one up that. 
Okay. Yeah. I, Alex, I do think though no, that. Uh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, no go, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. Um, they do lose their owner for half of the year. Oh yeah. <laughs> and no <laughs> first round pick. That was sort of a big punishment. Oh man. So it's really so if, it, if you don't know, uh, Miami lost a. 2023 first round pick and a 2024 third round pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's because true. the owner was uh, illegally tampering. tampering. And he's Multiple also suspended till October. Yeah. But yeah. Which is hilarious. <laughs> so okay, so you've got you've got Miami finishing ahead of New England. I mean, Alex, where are you at on Miami's outlook going into this year? Like do you do you agree with Rosie or you think um, you're not buying Tua? Well, I, I mean, it really all rides on Tua. And losing that first-round pick, too, like that just amps up the pressure. He's This has got to be the year they went and they got the receiver for him. You'd think on paper, yes, they did get better. But like we said, it's just all riding on Tua's shoulders right now. He's just got to go out there and prove why he was such a highly touted quarterback coming out of the draft. But Okay, so – I mean, that's, yeah, that's the question. Do you think, do you think Tua gets it done this year? Like, do you think Miami uh, takes that next step or do you think they just continue? Yeah, to I'm going to say yes. That yeah. they'll be, so they won nine games last year. I could see yeah. them winning double digits. 10 and seven sounds about right. If he's able to take that next step forward. And with Tyree Kill, there've already been a couple good uh, videos at a camp too. He threw like a 65 yard moon ball to him the other day. So it's looking, it's looking decent. We'll see. Fake video. Yeah, never yeah, I'm happened. Gonna, I'm gonna bet on him more because of Tyree killed than uh, Tua, but I think I think it'll work out. So Miami is currently set. I believe their over under on win totals is right now set to nine. So mm-hmm. you would be taking the over on that. Yeah, why not? It's only ten. Only need ten. Seventeen games. Okay. Rosie, you're taking Rosie. You taking the over? Uh, honestly, I think they will finish with nine wins, but okay, so I'll take push the under. There. Yeah, push. Well, so if you're taking, so well, okay, so let's get to the Jets, and then we'll we'll circle back to this discussion. So the Jets, they were last in the division last year. Yep. A lot of people say that they had arguably the best draft this year. I mean, it's we won't know till these guys get on the field. But arrivals here were their main draft picks: cornerback Sauce Gardner, wide receiver Garrett Wilson. Defensive end Jermaine Johnson, running back Brees Hall, tight end Jeremy Ruckert. Um, and then they also brought in linebacker Quan Alexander, defensive end Carl Lawson, T- uh, tight end CJ Uzoma, kicker Greg Zerline. Um, their only main departure was defensive end Shaq Lawson. So I think I'm not even going to bother asking it. They clearly got better this year just with all yeah. the new talent coming in. Um, I guess my big question here is, do the Jets did the Jets get better enough and do we believe in you know Zach Wilson taking that next step to where they could they could be the second best team in this division when it's all said and done? It's all up to Zach Wilson. If he does take yeah. a step, then yes. I don't know if he can take a big enough step this year to to get to that point. Um I think they won't finish as a bottom five team, but you know, working their way from a rebuild, it's 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 fine. They've been drafting really well. Okay, Alex, what do you think? Yeah, I would agree. Sort of. I think they'll take like half a step this year. Like, 
they'll win more than four games. But um, with the what the Dolphins added and the Patriots still just having their number, I don't know if they're going to be second in the division. I could see third, maybe not last place, but like all, all their new div- additions too are rookies. So it's going to take them a year really to get the playbook under them, work with Zach Wilson and all that. So I'm saying they take a half step, win more than five and a half games was their total. I see him winning six or seven, to be honest. Okay. Six, six is probably about right. I, so this is kind of a little preview to the listeners, but one of the things we're going to talk about with each of these divisions is we're going to give out our betting picks. Um, I looked really hard at taking the over on that Jets win total at five and a half. Because yeah. with 17 games, I mean, you got to go six and 11 to hit the over. And I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it in a second, but I don't know. I'm pretty high on the jets. I, I think honestly, I'm higher on the jets than I am the, the dolphins. Wow. Cause I think, I think higher of Zach Wilson, uh, than I do Tua. I mean, I just think when you watch Zach Wilson, you watch the way that he, he conducts himself on and off the field. And you're like, man, he just got that, <laughs> he's got that dog in him, you know, <laughs> he's just got that, that he's got that killer mentality. Uh, the locker room <laughs> and he's just yeah he's just a leader um so i just i don't know i'm high on the dolphins i i think they absolutely have i i think they could get second place in this division and i wouldn't be shocked if well okay so here i'll pose this question to y'all first so excluding the bills and you've got Zach Wilson in year two, Mac Jones in year two, mm-hmm. and Tua in year three. Which of those three quarterbacks do you think you're going to feel you're going to be higher on at the end of this season? I, I know it goes against what I've said earlier, but Mac Jones, I think he had a really solid rookie season and he has more weapons than he did last year. And I think he can step Does it up. He, though? I mean, yeah, I mean, he's not going to be fantastic, but I'm going to feel better about him than I do right now. Yeah. I just think, I think Mac Jones had a very safe rookie season. Like, I don't think he was really asked to show himself very often. And I'm curious what we talked about offensive coordinators with Buffalo, but losing Josh McDaniels in New England and they and. Did, you get Matt Patricia, <laughs> the goat. Yeah. I yeah, I just I don't know what kind of plays you can draw up on pencil. Like that just <laughs> not when you I'm got not sure about that. I'm skeptical. <laughs> yeah. So you're saying Mac Jones, Rosie? Yeah, I think he had one of the highest um, depth of targets too. Surprisingly, he threw really? the ball down the field, and yeah, they didn't. They were definitely a run first team, but you know, year two. I mean, they won a game throwing the ball what three times? Yeah. <laughs> so I just, yeah, I Zach Zach Wilson, I think is a safe answer. For me, yeah. it's not Tua. For me, it's either Mac Jones or, or I'm sorry, I, I I meant Mac Jones is a safe answer, and for me, it's either Mac Jones or Zach Wilson. Alex, I mean, so I posed a question to you between these three quarterbacks, which one do you think you're going to feel higher on going into next year? I'm just going to go ahead and back my guy to a, like what I said earlier. I just, I like his weapons the most out of the, those three. And 
Also, I didn't really mention Chase Edmonds, but he's pretty good uh, running back catching passes out of the short range of two. needs a little outlet, and Tua sometimes needs an outlet a lot. But, yeah, I think he's going to take this step forward. I think at the end of the year, or we'll look highly on Tua over these guys. Mostly because okay. of the weapons, but yeah. So you're... You've been watching those deep cut to anon videos on YouTube and you're <laughs> you're just bought in. Yeah, like, why not? He's definitely got I'm, the best arm out of the three, probably. Well what? <laughs> never mind. I, I think that's our I think that's wall. our boy Daddy Zach over there. Yeah. <laughs> I know I saw reports that Joe Flacco's up playing him in camp right now. <laughs> I mean it's only been camp, a week. Man. It's training camp. Um I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the division matchups for the AFC East. Uh, so they'll be matching up against the AFC North and the NFC North. So you're looking at Baltimore, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, mm. Detroit, Minnesota, Green Bay, and Chicago are who these teams are playing against. And so if you're looking at, you know, we talked about like win totals. Jets are at five and a half. I mean, could the Jets split against Miami? That's one win. And then could they win, you know, against Chicago and that's two and say maybe Detroit's a toss up and then you're looking at maybe Pittsburgh. I mean, that's potentially four. And then you're like, okay, I just need to find two more wins in their schedule. And you look at like their remaining schedule. And I mean, I'm just, I'm just like, I mean, so Denver probably going to lose that game. Um, they play the Jaguars. They play the, they play Alex's Seahawks. Ooh. I don't know. I think I think and I they play that. the Browns without Deshaun Watson. So Yeah. It's not my betting favorite, but I like Jets over five and a half wins. I think I, I like that. I, 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 I think, think that's it's a, a pretty, good one. Pretty good bet. Yeah, that was mine. My favorite. Oh, that's yours. Yeah. I Here mean, I am doing all the talking for it. Okay. <laughs> basically yeah, basically what you just said, like their schedule's not a gauntlet. They just got to split with their division and get a couple against the Bears, and they'll definitely beat the Seahawks. I'll, Bears, I'll make the Seahawks. call right now. <laughs> Bears, but, Seahawks, Jaguars, Browns without Watson. I mean, yeah, I think they'll be a six and eleven, seven and ten team. All right, I yeah, I like that. Um, well, I just I just spoiled yours, so I I apologize. I no, no, that's I should have read further down <laughs> the back. Um, so so that's their division matchups. Okay, so. This is something I'm excited for. Team tiers. So this, these are the tiers that I've got so far. We're probably going to add to this list as we find teams that 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 don't fit in these categories. But here's what we got so far. We've got division favorite, division contender, wildcard team, young and unproven, QB purgatory, and tanking. Again, that's 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 the list right now. So what I had for the Bills, and I don't think there's going to be a lot of, you know, discrepancy here, but I got the Bills as a division favorite. Do we all agree? What? Are you kidding me? They're the <laughs> overwhelming favorite and, you know, according to Vegas. So we can, we can skip that discussion because I think we're all in agreement there. Mm-hmm. Um, for wildcard team, I had, because I don't think, I don't think Patriots and Dolphins fall into that division contender because i don't think they can contend with buffalo but i had both the patriots and dolphins in that wild card team do you all think that's crazy do you think we should move that around a little bit what do you think 
Uh, if no. they're going to go anywhere in these tiers, that's probably it. I yeah. mean, I, I think I would put the Dolphins in QB purgatory. Uh, <laughs> Potentially. Because I think that you would also describe the Vikings as QB purgatory also because of Kirk Cousins, and he just doesn't elevate. Ooh. So I think two is kind Watch of out, like Trent. <laughs> Kirk Cousins like, yeah, I'm just saying that now that he's not on the podcast. <laughs> is Kirk Cousins going <laughs> to fall off a cliff, Rosie? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah okay so i don't know so so you think that this they, out of these tiers they probably belong in that wild card team yeah and i think it's more of like a general statement because i think if you're talking about the afc as a whole are these teams competing for a wild card with that gauntlet of the afc west i mean probably not but like just as a general statement alex i mean do you think this is kind of where they belong yeah maybe a little below it just because the AFC West is so stacked and the AFC North is pretty good too, you know, but um, maybe just like you could create a category. It's like average teams. I think the, that's what these teams are. Like average, they don't, okay. they have a couple good playmakers, but not like a complete package compared to some of these other teams. Like I can see both of them just barely missing the wild card, but being in the hunt, they'll, they'll be in the hunt. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So maybe we create a tier that says, you're picking fifteenth in the draft unless your owner got suspended. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we can put the Dolphins in that. Uh, yeah, perfect, in that yeah. tier. Uh, and then I had the Jets as young and unproven because they're not tanking. They have no reason to tank. They just drafted Zach Wilson. They have all this talent, but it's all young talent, and they're unproven, and we don't know how they're going to play together. So I don't. I mean, do you all disagree with that? Uh, that about fits. No. On. Uh, yeah it's just like the bill's favorite like that's that's just what they are right now okay um all right one fantasy guy to watch for from each team um who do we want to start with do we want to start with the bills do we want to start with the patriots does anyone have one that they're like oh this is the guy that i'm looking out for this year uh i'd like to go first go ahead it's gabe davis for the bills. I think I made the cold call that he'd finish in fantasy above Stefan Diggs. I think that he has all the talent to do it. He's Jerry Rice in the playoffs. So, (laughs) um, yeah, I think he's going to be great. I would try to get as many shares of him as you can. You're really high on Gabe Davis, huh? I am. I I've always liked him. And then last year when Emmanuel Sanders took his job, I was like, Ugh, that's not great. But the talent is there when you actually watch him play. He's very, very good. And that showed up in the playoffs. And okay, so where do you think he finishes among wide receivers? Like, is he a, you think he's like a high end wide receiver too? Is he, I mean, if you easily just had the top 24 him. wide receiver with easily? Is that what you said? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think he has top 12 upside just because he's, probably one of the best red zone threats at, at wide receiver. So yeah, I think he's second to Justin Jefferson in touchdowns and <laughs> Justin Jefferson has played way more than Gabe Davis. So he was second in touchdowns last year, uh, second in touch. Sorry. in that 2020 class, he was, second. Oh, in that class. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was like, <laughs> didn't Cooper clarify <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah no Cooper Cup did some things I guess okay 
Um, okay, so he's he's a wide receiver too, is what you're saying. Yes. Top 24. Okay. Um, so you have Gabe Davis from the Bills. Alex, you can mm-hmm. – any team – any from team? this AFC East, who's a, who's a fancy guy that you're like? I'm really excited to see what this guy does in fantasy. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, Zach Wilson just because last year he didn't really have that great of a rookie year. So obviously, I think he's gonna take a step forward. Get with uh, Garrett Wilson coming in too. That's gonna be a nice addition. I think upside for him this year, he could definitely be a top ten quarterback with with the rushing upside as well. And just now another year, just another year under the belt off season, got the playbook down. He's ready to go. Could definitely see it. And that's why I got my eye on him. Top 10 quarterback in fantasy. Yeah. I think that's his upside right now. Okay. Okay. I, that's value. Cause you just go based on yeah. uh, redraft, redraft ECR yeah. rankings. So what is that? Like expert consensus rankings. They got Zach Wilson as a quarterback 24. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it was quarterback I, 30 last year, so no worry but up. <laughs> Only can go up. Yeah. Okay, so we got the Bills covered. We got the Jets covered. Um, I think for the Patriots, for me, it's Tyquan Thornton, their rookie receiver from Baylor. I don't expect him to be a huge fantasy impact, but what I'm looking for is can there be a Baylor wide receiver that actually is impactful in the nfl no (laughs) because i think the (laughs) i think the most impactful baylor wide receiver in recent memory is probably who um josh williams yeah or josh gordon i mean josh gordon go to the go to baylor no he did but he played what five games yeah and he was in well no he played a full season Played a full season and led the league in yards with brandon whedon dude yeah he was incredible (laughs) He got screwed. Okay, so results, so but, the, so yeah. the most impact, so the last impactful Baylor wide receiver is Josh Gordon. Um, and that's Terrell Williams. For the and that season, that season was what 2014 or something. Yeah, so a long time ago. I'm just curious because I just want to see can Tyquan Thornton break the streak? Because there have been so many Baylor wide receivers that, and a lot of it was like the Art Bryles system, where it was just, hey, you just run straight, and we'll throw it to you. You don't need what what's a route tree? No, we do we do a route, just a route vine, just one straight line, just boom, just go. There's no tree. There's no none of this. If anything, that's a log. Um so I'm curious to see what Taquan Thornton can do uh with the Patriots and how they can scheme him up in that offense. Cause you mentioned Devontae Parker going there, but there's not a, a clear cut number one receiver in that offense. So can Taquan Thornton take that job? Uh, yeah. So that's one that I'm looking for. Um, that leaves the Dolphins. Alex is really high on the Dolphins. Rosie and I not so much. I think for this, it's the obvious answer. It's how, how what is Tyreek Hill in fantasy going from Patrick Mahomes to Tua? Like, and I guess we can talk about it. Like, do you, because to me, I'm, I made the call. What was it last week that he's never going to be a top 12 receiver again in his career? So I think we know how I feel about Tyreek Hill. I mean, do you all think he's going to adjust well to going, going, you know, being a part of the two and on? I mean, how do you expect him to be in fantasy this year? Well, I think uh, I made a call like a month ago that he was going to get injured in the mm. next three years. 
and fall off somehow. Um, so I, I don't think that this is going to translate super well. If, if everyone's healthy for the whole entire year, like I feel like they can string together some games, but two is just going to hold the whole offense down. And when the offense isn't catered to a run, run, uh, run pass option, I don't think that he can do it. I think you saw that last year. Hmm. He wasn't really good unless he had like two seconds to throw the ball. Yeah. Okay. Alex, what do you think? I mean, what do you expect from Tyreek Hill in fantasy? I think he's going to take a slight step back just because quarterback is not Patrick Mahomes. You know, he was wide receiver six last year, but I still think if him, he and Tua just build a little chemistry throughout the season, he stays healthy, obviously. I still think his ceiling is like a fringe top 10 guy, like like 9, 8, 10, somewhere around there. Just a slight step back is what I'm expecting. Okay. Uh, betting picks. So we each have our, a favorite. I got one more fantasy guy. Oh. I'm sorry to interrupt, but okay. I, I've had to defend this guy recently. And I think that especially in dynasty. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Can I guess? Okay. So you had to, you've had to defend this guy in fantasy. It's not AFC. typically my guy. I don't know if you'll be able to guess him. <laughs> From the AFC East? Uh, probably not. Yeah. Oh gosh. Um, well, you wouldn't have to defend Josh Allen. You wouldn't have to f- defend Jalen Waddle. Uh, Zach Wilson? No, it's uh, Damian Harris. I oh, I just think that Damian Harris is just a solid back. Like he's just really good. And I've had to argue with people about whether Ramondre is better than him. And it's just not even close. Ramondre isn't. He's a good third down back, but yeah, yeah, he's not better all around. Well, he's he's kind of slow. He's a tackle breaker, but he doesn't have any shift. Damian Harris has all that. I think that people are sleeping on him. You can get him really, really late or really, really cheap in Dynasty. So I'd be trying to scoop him up. I think that we need to have like a making the call fantasy manifesto where we have like rules that we just every year in fantasy, we just go through that, go through those rules and we're like, is the decision I'm about to make as a player I'm about to draft, does he break any of these rules? And if so, you're not going to draft him because there, there are two, there are two systems, two teams where I'm like, I don't want this position group because of the coach. And it's running backs with Kyle Shanahan and it's running back to Bill Belichick. As as great as Damian Harris might be as like a running back in terms of fantasy, I don't want anything to do with the New England backfield because he might be the second coming of Adrian Peterson, but James White is going to get 15 touches a game. Like it's just, it's going to happen. That's, I'm sorry, I'll, I'll get it tattooed on my chest. It's just... Well, the thing is, then you'd be really missing out because Damian Harris in PPR, he finished as RB13. In standard, he finished as RB8. So pretty decent for where you probably got him. And, you know, you, you had guys in the past like LeGarrette Blunt and... He finished um, as RB8 last year? Mm-hmm, in standard scoring because he scored a crap ton of touchdowns because they run it in the red okay, zone. Okay, well, touchdown regression then. Yes, probably, but we'll see. I just think like if you're looking at where he 
where he fits in the pecking order of running backs, I would just rather have some of the other guys that are around him than take a chance on a Bill Belichick running back. I mean, he's, well, I say that. Um, so Fantasy Pros ECR has him as a uh, running back 26. Wow. Uh, this is standard scoring. Let's go, let's go PPR. Um, see what they got. So Damian Harris. They have him RB26 in standard. That sounds low. Oh my gosh. Running back 30 in PPR. This is just like redraft. This isn't dynasty. That's crazy. Um, so they've got him like ahead of Tony Pollard and behind Chase Edmonds. And <laughs> they've got like Cordell Patterson behind him. Uh, Melvin Gordon, Ken Walker, Devin Singletary. I don't know. I just, he's just, he might've been a decent running back last year, but he just, he's so boring. Like, I just don't think you have the week to week upside with him. You might have, he, he's like the Honda Civic. You might get 12 points a, a week with him, but I don't think you're going to have the upside to get 20 to 30 points on any given week that you have with other guys. I would disagree, um, especially in standard, because I think he had a three touchdown game last year, won me a week. Um, he just has the breakaway speed to get those long touchdowns that a lot of running backs like Josh Jacobs, Leonard Fournette, those guys don't have. So yeah, maybe maybe the PPR upside isn't there, but I mean RB thirty, he's definitely gonna finish. You above. gotta think though that New England's gonna be passing it more than they did in rookie season of Mac Jones. Because that was That's one good of the more Damien Harrison, because he, he can catch the ball too. Um he's no, not I'm be... saying they have James White, he's their pass catching back. He's on the pub. He's not going to play again. You don't think so? No. You think he's going to retire? Yeah. What's his uh, I mean, they did draft another pass-catching running back. So, yeah, there will be someone there to fill that role. True. Whether that's a rookie or Ramondre. But unlike guys like Nick Chubb, um, some other guys that just can't catch the ball, Damian Harris can. And so I think that maybe you'll see a bit of more of that if they pass it more. But hmm. right, I just think Damian where you can Harris. get him. He's he's very cheap. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Alex, do you have any other fantasy guys? Or no, not really. Just to sort of talk or finish off the Damien Harris discussion. Like, I just don't like that he's also going to be splitting uh, touches with Ramondre at least. And James White, if he does get back, like, they're just going to, like, limit his volume. He's never going to get more than like 20, 25 touches, I don't think, because that's just what the Patriots do. So I could see his ceiling still being a little higher than what they have it at, like top 20, but I don't think he's going to be top 10. Okay. Uh, betting picks. So we each have a bet for the AFC East that we're like, I, I am selling my house. I, you know, taking out a, a second mortgage. I'm, smashing this second pick. house like this is this is the lock throw away the key this is go ahead and take the money to the bank uh rosie what is yours well i love how you described it like that <laughs> yeah no pressure yeah um because i'm gonna start off really hot i think the bills are gonna win the super bowl that that's what i would bet bills to win the super bowl you just yes wow 
they're the favorite right now, so you're not getting as much as you can. Hold but on, I'm, I just... I'm texting. I'm gonna text your wife and tell her to monitor <laughs> your Bovada account <laughs> to make yeah, sure you don't she did, actually sell the house to one. bet the bills on <laughs> make on winning the Super Bowl. They're really well, the, the thing is, favorite for for mm-hmm. uh, for everyone else's sake. I'm I'm really bad when it comes to I make a bet and then things just go wrong. So I will not <laughs> make that bet. I'll leave it to y'all. Okay. So Bills, so do you have the odds? Or do you want me I to pull it's it up? Plus three hundred. So it's actually plus six hundred. Oh, okay. Okay. Still As a yeah, plus six hundred. Tampa Bay is next at plus seven hundred, and then you have the Packers at plus a thousand. Um, Packers. Okay, so six to one odds on the Bills to win the Super Bowl. Alex, your betting pick for the AFC East. Uh, we already previewed this, but it, it was the uh, Jets over under five and a half wins. I, I just strongly think they're taking a step forward here with all these young guys. Got something to prove. You're calling like, it a lock? Yeah, it's a I mean, it, it's, six win, it's six wins out of 17. I'm going to go ahead and make the call. <laughs> lock it up. Go bet the house. Jets win six games this year. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, six. Six games. <laughs> oh boy! Step in the right direction, right? Yeah, that's a every, that's a fifty yeah. percent growth in wins from last only, year. Only they get forward. to six. Yeah. Um. All right. So mine, Alex, just plug your ear since you're a two a believer. <laughs> I am smashing the under of Tua's passing yards. Oh. So you get it. So it's it's minus one twenty. So you still got to lay a little bit of juice, but his. Uh, his passing total is 39, 3,900.5 passing yards. So basically he's got to get to 3,900 yards or less for that under to cash. And last year I pulled it up. I think he only got to, so he played in 13 games last year, got to 26.53. So he would need to get basically another 1,300 passing yards than last year. Uh-huh. I just I I know Tyreek Hill is there, but I don't see that happening. He also has a health problem, so betting yeah. on injury too is just as a good that play. Is true. He's played twenty six games in his first two years, so I just I think Tua and it's minus one twenty, so it's not like a long shot, like you know six to one on the Bills to win the Super Bowl. But if you just want some free money, like Tua under, and this is one I'm going to bet Tua under thirty nine hundred point five passing yards. I just I don't know. I think I think that's as lock as lock as a lock gets. Um, all right, final thing. Okay. Then we're going to go to the NFC. Final prediction for the division order. So we'll work through this together because we're going to have a consent. We, we want to come to a consensus. Bills number one winning the division. Yeah. Yep. Lock okay. in. Who do y'all have at second? Dolphins. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dolphins too. I'm going Dolphins too. But they're not making the playoffs. Okay, I was gonna go with, yeah. I was gonna go with the Say Patriots. So, oh, boo! boo. Talking about the Jets this whole time. Now you put them second. I I know, man, <laughs> but their win total is only five and a half. And Vegas usually knows what they're talking about. Uh, Don't so, bet against the dog. <laughs> so I'm going with the Patriots, but majority rules. So we have two two picks for the Dolphins. So we're going Dolphins number two, third. What are we What are we thinking? Patriots. Yeah. Mm, yeah, Patriots. Okay, Patriots. And so then the Jets still last in the division? 
Yeah. yeah okay, so good. in order, we have the Bills, the Dolphins, the Patriots, and the Jets. If you bet that exact order in – so it's actually the favorite on Bovada for the exact order of the division to be plus 240 if it shook out exactly that way, if you wanted mm-hmm. to bet it. Um, so, yeah, there you have it, the AFC East. Uh, I, I'm excited to watch this division. I think there's a lot of, a lot of interesting storylines. I'm curious to see how it all shakes out. So moving on to the NFC, a division that I'm, as a Cowboys fan, I'm really not excited to see how it plays out. And we're going to talk about it. Uh, so previous standings last year, you had Cowboys winning the division at 12 and five, Philly getting a wild card at nine and eight, Washington now commanders at seven and 10, the New York Giants at four and 13. Notable arrivals and departures for the Cowboys. You had their draft pick uh, tackle slash guard Tyler Smith coming in, defensive end Sam Williams, and wide receiver Jalen Tolbert, and then tight end Jake Ferguson are the bit, are the main names coming in. Those were all draft picks. Two big departures. You had wide receiver Amari Cooper leaving, getting traded to the Browns. Right tackle Lyle Collins getting released, then signing with the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm going to go ahead and start as a Cowboys fan. The Cowboys got worse this offseason. Do you agree? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, also lost Cedric Wilson. So, yeah, they're pretty and light at receiving. Washington is. I said, I hurt. said, I said notable, but yeah. Okay. And that just happened. And I guess, I guess one I left out was James Washington, but he's going to be hurt to start the year. Um, yeah. He like, got signed, but yeah. So we all agree the Cowboys got worse. Yeah. They need okay. to sign a receiver like really soon, too. They are very light there. Yeah. Um, Considering C.D. Lamb's the only current active wide receiver who's not hurt, who has caught a NFL pass, um, yeah, they are they are pretty thin. Uh, <laughs> so the Eagles, I think they got better. They brought oh, in draft yeah. picks, defensive tackle Jordan Davis, guard slash center Cam Jurgens, and linebacker Nakobe Dean. And then they also traded for wide receiver A.J. Brown. And I got to be honest, I looked at their departures. I didn't see anything notable. Like they brought a lot of their guys back. They brought back Fletcher Cox on a one year one year deal. Like they just a lot of their question marks they answered. And I think out of this division, they won the they won the offseason. Oh I yeah. mean easily. I, I think they had the best offseason of any team, in my opinion. They also got a, um oh the corner from the James Bradbury from mm, the Giants. I like that name. To pair with Slay. This is gonna be good team. Sorry, yeah, that's fine. I, lo- I love uh, Jordan Davis too. I think he's got the potential to be the next, you know, like just dominant force on the defensive line, like Aaron Donald type, JJ Watt type. He's just a beast of a human. Mm-hmm. And that and Nakobe Dean too. They got him at an incredible value. Whenever he comes back from his injury, he's got a chance to be a Bobby Wagner type linebacker, like just a leader out there, oh, yeah. field general, like. And adding, I mean, eight, they got basically go through them all. Yeah, but, they yeah. got basically the two best players on that Georgia defense, which was a historic defense that won the national. Which, yeah, that was nuts. Year. They low key like you said, the Jets might have won the draft. They might be the dark horse to actually win this draft, just with what they got at the value they got. It's just, they also got two first round picks next next year. So yeah, they're, yeah. they're. I like what they're building in Philly right now. I'm a big believer. Yeah, and I mean, they basically spent one of their draft picks on getting AJ Brown. So if you include yeah. him in this, like you get a true number one 
So yeah, to for pair Jalen with Hurts and Devontae Smith, second year too, he's going to take a step. Yeah. So I, yeah, it it pains me to say, but the Eagles have killed this offseason so far. Uh, next up, the Commanders. They drafted wide receiver Jahan Dotson. They traded for quarterback Carson Wentz. Two big departures: defensive end Ryan Kerrigan and offensive lineman Eric Flowers. I think th- I think they got better simply from. I mean, this wasn't really a rival, but they got the contract situation with Terry McLaurin figured out. They traded for an actual competent quarterback. Say what you will about Carson Wentz, but he's an upgrade from what they had. Slight. And getting another weapon in Jahan Dotson. Um, I think overall, I think Washington got better. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I wouldn't say that much better just because, like, I'm not sure Carson Wentz, he's an upgrade, but how much, you know? And just Jahan Dotson, too, I sort of think they reach for that a little bit. I think he's a little small. He's definitely not going to be a number one in the league, number two maybe, but we'll see. Well, here are my thoughts on Jahan because I agree. hes I didn't really like him coming out. He's a contested catch monster. But that's really all he does. I mean, he's pretty fast too. Yeah. But I, he's making all these plays in training camp, and you're hearing so much hype about him. As soon as the pads come on and he plays against actual corners, I don't think that he's going to do hardly anything. Hmm. That's true. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So you're, you're so Rosie. It you're not as you're not as high on what Washington has done so far. No, I think it was the right move bringing in Carson Wentz. I just what did they finish last year? Uh, seven and ten. ten. I think they're one. I, I think that that is going to happen again. Seven and ten. I I think that it's like that it makes them like one win better. Like they got a little better, but not not much. I don't think marginally. Yeah. 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 So their win total for this year is seven and a half. Well. So you're either betting they go seven and ten or eight and nine. That's what you're looking at there. So, yeah. um, and then finally, New York Giants. They got some nice. They got some nice players in the draft. Uh, defensive end Kayvon Thibodeau, offensive tackle Evan Neal. They kind of reach. I mean, I don't. Everyone's kind of down on him already. But wide receiver Wondell Robinson, uh, I mean, big why, departure. Why are people down that? on Wondell already? That's just that's the chatter that I've been seeing so far in training huh. camp that he hasn't looked that great. Um, I've heard really good things. Oh, you have? Ooh. Yeah. Maybe I'm thinking of someone else. Like then. he's he's a star of the star of training camp. Right, Tony. I'm, I'm thinking of someone else then. Um and then obviously they brought in Brian Dayball, offensive coordinator from Buffalo. We already touched on that. He's their new head coach. Um I mean, I, I think we're all and then their departure was safety Logan Ryan. Um and quarterback. I think, James Bradbury and cornerback James Bradbury. Uh, thanks a lot, Craig. Um, I think it's, it's, it was already addition by subtraction, just getting Joe judge out of there, but Dayball is a good coach. Uh, so I, I'm really eager to see what he's able to do with this giants offense. Um, and you get an actual, you know, a dude in the locker room at offensive line and Evan Neal and you get Kayvon Thibodeau on that defensive line. I think it's hard to say that New York got worse this off season. Would you agree? Yeah, I don't, I'm a little, probably a little higher on their off season than the commanders, but it's really just a, all depends on uh, Danny dimes. Really. This is his make it or break. Oh, wait, Andrew, like, can we talk about him? 
So now you can because it's actually relevant. <laughs> yeah, but this is really his make it or break it year. Like they brought in an offensive minded head coach just for this. Like it's it's now or never for him. And I think I they're definitely going to win more than four games this year. That's for sure. I think I think they take a slight step forward. I I would pick them over the uh, Commanders. I think they're going to finish ahead of them. Really? Okay. Okay, so you got so, and we'll get to that. But so you're you're higher on New York than you are Washington, right? Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so division matchups. So the two divisions that they'll be playing this year is the NFC North and the AFC South. So you're looking at Green Bay, Minnesota, Detroit, Chicago, and then from the AFC South, you got Jacksonville, Tennessee, Houston, and um, who am I missing? Jacksonville, Tennessee, Houston, Indianapolis, Indianapolis. Yeah. Yeah. Indianapolis. Carson Wentz revenge game coming up. Get ready. Mark your calendars. Oh boy. <laughs> Appointment setting television. Um, so that's who they're matching up with. All right. Team tiers. So again, we've got division favorite division contender, wildcard team, young and unproven quarterback purgatory and tanking. Um, I don't think there's a division favorite in this, in the NFC East. So I have the Cowboys and the Eagles both as division contenders. Do we agree? Am I crazy? What do we think? Uh, I think the Eagles have to have the division eh. favorite. Well, it's, it's the NFC East, so? though. Like they're like I I agree. I really don't think there's ever really a division favorite in the NFC East because they always just flip flop. Like they might be a slight favorite, like plus one forty or something, but nothing crazy. I don't think. So right now. Vegas has the Cowboys. So Vegas has the like Cowboys even? at plus 135 and the Eagles at plus 150. Ooh, that's Top to bottom, I think the Eagles are a much better team. I, I wouldn't say much better. They're more complete I, right now, but it's a lot of unproven talent at the same time. Uh, no, a lot of proven talent because they probably have the best offensive line in the league. Jalen Hurts is unproven. Devontae Smith has been pretty good. AJ Brown, he's pretty proven, and then they got some really solid, solid pieces on defense. Well, I think the, I mean, I don't know. I kind of see what Alex is saying. I think the unproven part is what kind of offense are they going to run? Because they were basically two different teams last year. At first, they were a team who never ran the ball, and then they became a team who literally only ran the ball. So when you think about like additions like AJ Brown, like what kind of offense are they going to run? How much are they going to get involved? And I think. I don't, I don't know. As down as I am on the Cowboys after this offseason, I don't know. You can say, I don't think you can say Philly is a favorite because at the end of the day, there is something to be said for having the best quarterback in the division. And I'm sorry, but Dak Prescott is still the best quarterback in the NFC East. The dude hasn't lost to a, to a division opponent since Barack Obama was president. Sheesh. Pretty good track record. I'm just saying, like it. <laughs> If you're talking yeah, about, we'll see. I mean, he's had a perfect situation up until this point, and anytime yeah, you, that you his situation isn't perfect, that. that is not true. He didn't have a perfect situation last year. Uh, he he, I think he did. He had a really good offensive line. Having a calf injury halfway through the season, playing hurt. Well, the that, rest of the I'm season. talking about the, the the players around him. I think he's more okay, just having the going most, into the season too. Being on the most penalized team in the NFL. That doesn't affect his stats. One of the one of the worst left. I mean, it does. It kills drives. 
Yeah. If you're talking about a situation, like you've got a third and six and Connor Quite Williams has a false start and now it's a third and 11 and it just kills your I don't drive. think Connor Williams is as bad as y'all think. <laughs> Rosie, 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 Rosie. Cowboys fans bias, man. No, 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 no man. Most penalized line. player in the league. Yes, he had the most holding penalties of any offensive lineman. Okay, but he had two of the best receivers in the league. Statistically, the best offensive line in the league. Two of the best running backs in the league. When you say two of the best receivers, like what's your qualification? Because like I love CeeDee Lamb, but like if you're talking about like the best receivers in the league, like you're naming off Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, like... You're naming off a lot of guys before you get to CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper, just from a talent standpoint, not like Dynasty, but just like... Well, I just think that top 10, in terms of talent, I think CeeDee's there. He hasn't been allowed to prove it because the wide receiver room was so crowded. Yeah. And Cowboys are kind of a run-first team. Kind of. (laughs) But it it was a crowded room I think you're overrating this Cowboys team last year. I really do. Uh, Twelve and five. I feel like that's pretty accurate. I think... Against the Eagles, the Washington, and the Giants, they didn't. They didn't beat. And Trent's gonna laugh that I'm bringing this up because he was bringing this up last year when I was like, "Oh, you know, maybe the Cowboys can beat the Niners in the playoffs." But they didn't beat a playoff team. Yeah, I know, but it's because of Dak. Because he doesn't. If no, it's not. No, it's not. The everything else around Dak has been great. Oh boy. Dak's the problem. You're going to see it this year because he doesn't have the weapons that he used to. What What's Dak's uh, over under on yards this year? You guys should bet it. All right. All right. Let, let me pull it up. Hold on. Dak or, over under Or on maybe yards. touchdowns. That might be easier. All right. Whatever you guys Let's go to Bovada. We'll go to Dak Prescott. All right. So passing yards. Uh, 4,350.5. Last year, for reference, now he he missed a few games. Last year, he got 4,449. Hmm. So, I, I don't know. I, I think you've got to hit the over on that. Um, passing touchdowns. Uh, let me see. It went away. But So, you think, you think Dak Prescott's a problem with Dallas Cowboys? Yes, absolutely. How much how much Cowboys football did you watch last year? A lot. I, I like the Cowboys. Um, I don't know. I, I'm not one of those guys that uh, just likes crapping on the Cowboys. But, but it's just but you're crapping on the Cowboys, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. I don't. I don't enjoy myself. It's just Dak. Just he has games where he just completely panics and just loses the game. So and I think that now that he only has CD and a worse offensive line, I I don't see him doing well. So it's so it's hard to talk about last year because Dak got hurt halfway through with his calf kind injury. Of. If you're no, playing, he, he was a completely different quarterback after that calf injury. Yeah, it wasn't as mobile and stuff. They went from leading up to that calf injury, they were the number one ranked offense in the NFL. In points per game, yards per game, like multiple categories, they were the best offense in football. And then after the calf injury, they were like middle of the pack. So I think you can't underrate that. 
And I think if you look at this team, I don't, I just, I just don't know how you could say Dak Prescott's a problem. They were like the most penalized team in football. They had the, the offensive line is not what it used to be. And I, you, you can't, you just, I'm sorry. You can't just look at this Cowboys offensive line and say, yeah, they're top five, top three offensive line in football. Cause they're, they're not anymore. Tyron Smith is or they don't were me, the best last year, man. <laughs> Everyone thinks that they're the best. Don't at least not five. You can't man. be as heavily penalized as they are and kill that many drives and be a top five offensive line. I'm sorry. Yeah, they might have been the best on like stat sheets, but with the eye test, it, it didn't look like the best. Still top ten, but I think there's a better better ones out there. If the uh, offensive no, line looked bad, then it was probably because Dak was holding the ball too long. I, I and guess. <laughs> like sacks are a QB stat, holdings kind of a QB stat. You, you just got to look at. I mean, you'll see next year. I don't. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right. Wow. <laughs> I. I was. I was. See, this is what I love about this podcast is, <laughs> I was preparing to go into this podcast like being really down on the Cowboys because of their off season and like having you <laughs> having Alex and Rosie just like talk me down off of the ledge but now i'm like having to defend the cowboys and i have to be like no what are you typical talking cowboys about? fan you gotta win the super bowl <laughs> no we're not but i anyways i What's i think their, uh win total like nine and a half ten, ten? is it ten yep i know because they're gonna my push bet. that ten and a half now oh now i'm under i think they're going ten and seven Okay, so they're playing the AFC North and, or I'm sorry, the AFC South and the NFC North. So you're playing Jacksonville, you're playing Houston, playing Tennessee, playing Chicago, you're playing Detroit. Yeah, rough. And you're playing Washington, Philly, and New York twice. Yeah. Yeah, 10 and 7 sounds about right to me. So, okay. Um, so I had Cowboys and Eagles in, as division contenders. Rosie, you've got Eagles as division favorite, Cowboys as division contender. I, I think we should create a new tier, um, Super Bowl contender. And I don't want to put the Eagles there, but I want to make the distinction that oh boy, I don't think the Eagles will even sniff the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. I just think that they will easily make into the playoffs. Okay, I can see that. All right, get off to a hot start, you know. Okay. And then I also had um, QB Purgatory. I have the Giants and the Commanders. I know that everyone else on this podcast like wants to name their son Daniel Jones. Definitely but... not joking. <laughs> no way. I think both New York and Washington are in QB command or in QB Purgatory. Yeah, yeah. Best they can hope for is like NFL average because they have been far from that. Mm-hmm. I think that the Giants could sneak into the playoffs. Could see it, but they, they mean, really uh, have to. Danny just... Dimes has to really change things, but I think that Giants Brian Dable was one of the best hires in the offseason. Um, I don't think that Danny Dimes is going to be Josh Allen, um, but he he actually played pretty well last year, despite having all of his receivers injured, and. Um, so Dak's the problem in Dallas and Daniel Jones played pretty well last year. I'm just, I'm just yeah. making sure that I'm, 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 I'm following here. <laughs> yeah. Well, to be fair, his situation was pretty poor compared to Dak's, which is something Rosie was 
right about at least right the there. The situation makes Dak Dak is just a below average quarterback in my opinion. Yeah, this is definitely the best situation Daniel Jones has walked into in his career. So it's now or never, basically. Now the question is, can he walk into it without tripping? <laughs> that I don't. I don't think he. Uh, maybe he changed <laughs> his cleats or something. Uh, hey, he won't trip, but he might fumble it. I I don't know. He has a problem one or the other. That. One or the other. I, yeah. All three. So okay, uh, one fantasy guy to watch from each team. Uh, I think for me, so I'll 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 talk about the Cowboys, and you can each pick someone from another team. I think for me, it's Ceedee Lamb because I think he's clearly the guy now in Dallas with Amari Cooper gone, especially to start the year. No Michael Gallup, no James Washington, like. Is it like can C.D. Lamb be the guy? Because I think everyone's high on him. Everyone sees the talent and can see what he was able to do with what he got last year. But can he take that next step? Can he ascend to where we think he can go? Can he emerge into that Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson tier of wide receivers? And that's I'm I'm very very curious to see if he can do that. So that's my guy for the Cowboys. I'm really surprised you didn't say Jalen Tolbert because. Oh. True. He's kind of a lock to be really good. I, I'm really excited about him. I just don't know in fantasy. I don't know. He's going to be think facing some tough coverage, fantasy. too, because he's definitely the number two receiver right now. I could see him getting a couple double teams and just a safety over the top. Yeah, I'm just like, okay, so I'm I'm, I'm closing my eyes, and I'm, I'm thinking back to last year, and where you would see Jalen Tolbert becoming effective I can just see third and eight throwing it to Dalton Schultz over the middle and you get nine yards and a first down. And I just, I just don't know if Jalen Tolbert's going to get the amount of looks that he could become like a true fantasy relevant guy in his first year. I could be, I hope I'm wrong, but that's why I went with CD. Well, I, one guy that I really want to talk about, probably my favorite fantasy player in this division is Tony Pollard, especially now that James Washington is out and um, Michael Gallup's probably not going to come back for a while. Tony Pollard is, he's a really good back. I am fully expecting him to take the job from Zeke um, by the end of the season. I sort of like that, especially if he gets hurt. Well, yeah, I mean, I think Zeke has an injury coming. He's been healthy for so long. You spring child, I just... Tony yeah. is just the better back. No, I'm, the I'm not. Will have I, to I, I, it. I agree with you. But at the very least, even if he doesn't take the job, I think that Tony is also a pretty good receiver too. And yeah. now sure. with a lack of weapons, Tony's going to be the guy. Should run him out at slot a couple times, see how that works. Mm-hmm. I just think, so, all right. So one one of the fantasy podcasts that I like listening to is the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. Um just because they they've got that they're they're really funny and one of the guys on the show they were talking about tony tony pollard and he was like tony pollard like the fantasy community kind of wish casts these certain players that they're just going to be amazing because we're in love with the talent and like you're avoiding all the red flags that the team is telling you and with the cowboys and tony pollard you have jerry jones in an interview at training camp where he's like our offense needs to be built around Ezekiel Elliott. He needs to so be I a focal so point. Much money. <laughs> he needs to be a focal point of our of our running game. And he's just like he's like, but you know, we can still find room for Tony Pollard, even though Zeke Elliott's going to be the focal point. And while I agree with you, Tony yeah. Pollard's a better back at this point. I just, I'm sorry, man. 
as long as Zeke is there and Jerry Jones is like, I'm paying Zeke how much and you don't want to feature him. <laughs> is this I just last think that year when that push contract? comes to shove, it, it's not. They're going to have to cut him next year. Yeah, next year they'll cut him. Yeah, all right. I just, I'm sorry. I, I, I think Tony Pollard is a better back, but we know the influence Jerry Jones has. And when he's in his office and he's put in a salt packet on his, you know, McDonald's breakfast biscuit, he's talking on the phone to Mike McCarthy and he's like, oh, nope, Zeke's getting 20 touches this game. And Mike McCarthy's going to listen. He's not, he doesn't have the rapport to talk back to Jerry. I just I know how this. He's got to help out his fellow fat man. <laughs> He's like, hey, did you give me a biscuit too? <laughs> so, all right. So I have CD. You mentioned Tony Pollard. What, who do y'all have from like Eagles, Giants, Commanders, any any of those teams? Another uh, Tony got Kadarius Tony. Oh boy! Ooh, yes, let's go. Oh boy! The next Barry Sanders. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I stand behind that. No, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm all for it little- now. There was a little bit of worry um, earlier in the offseason because they, they were trying to trade him, I guess. I don't know why. I don't know where that came from. But now it's all Weird. all hype for Tony. The whole Giants camp is lighting up over him. He, apparently, he's improved his route running, which was a problem for him in college. If he improved his route running and <laughs> he's the same athlete, holy crap. He could. I'm serious. He could be the best receiver in the NFL. Wow. I'm not betting on that. Nobody should bet on that. Making the call top. <laughs> why don't you, why don't you bet on Kadarius Tony over receiving yards? I think that that would be a good bet for sure. Okay. Let me pull this probably not too high too, like 750. He does have an injury history and special talents like that when they have an injury history. Yeah, he is a, it's a not little a good small, thing. not the biggest guy in the world. So. But I love Kadarius Tony. Darius Tony, okay. Alex, who's the guy that you got? So my guy, I'm gonna go with my guy Devontae Smith on the Eagles. Second year under his belt, gonna take a, n- another step forward. He's got the playbook under him. Second year of Jalen Hurts, and they also brought in AJ Brown, which is only gonna help him on the field. It's gonna put less pressure off him. He's gonna probably be dealing with mostly single coverage out there while AJ's getting double teamed. And so last year he was receiver number 29. I think this year's ceiling could be up in the top 15 fringe top 10. If everything works out for him, he's just got to also stay healthy. He had a couple little minor injuries last year, just banged up. But other than that, I'm pretty high on Devonte Smith. Okay. Devonte Smith. I know. I, I like that. Um, I'm honestly curious to see how both those receivers in Philly. Yeah. It's work out. That'd be a pretty good deal. Yeah, as long as Hurts progresses, but yeah. And then finally, so Commanders, I mean, Terry McLaurin, he finally got his contract. He finally's got like a competent quarterback. Uh, what can he do with that? Yeah. You know, he's been like, he's basically been like a wide receiver too so far in his career. But I think we all agree he's got the talent where he can be a wide receiver one. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. You don't think so? No, I don't. What? I think he is just a wide receiver too. Or like a wide receiver, like one B, like a fringe type of guy. Like the- I, I just don't really understand the hype. I think that I think he could be the best receiver in this division just for this year. Oh, there's no I, way. 
Yeah, there's a lot of good receivers in this division. I, I, I'm, I'm a little higher on CD than I would be Terry, to be honest. Yeah. No, I mean, overall I am, but it wouldn't shock me if we looked up at the end of the year and Terry McLaurin was, had the best receiving stats. I just think he's, he's incredibly yeah. talented and his ability no. to just kind of win mm-hmm. in multiple ways as a receiver. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me. And he just got paid. So he's, doesn't have to worry about the contract drama anymore. He can just go out there and play and just show that he's worth the money. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, betting picks. Alex, do you have one? You want to start us off? Yeah, yeah. So I'm just I'm going all in on the Eagles. I, I would bet them right now to win a division. I just think one, the NFC East, no one really repeats as champions. So I'm just going to continue with that trend and say this is the Eagles' year to win it. And I'm going to predict their record to say they go 11 and six. 11 and 6. Okay. Uh, Eagles to win the division. So do you have the odds on that? It's plus 150 and the Cowboys are 135. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. Rosie, what do you have? I got lock of the century. Oh! Cowboys <laughs> under 10 wins. Okay. I What are the odds? I hate it. I, I think it's minus 160 when I looked at it. Wow. I mean, if, I guess if they start out slow, get a couple injuries. Okay. Um, under 10 wins for the Cowboys. So back to eight and eight. Well, never again, but. <laughs> so, <laughs> nah. so, so mine is mine kind of, it aligns with what y'all have. I think maybe depending on how down you are on the Cowboys, Rosie, but I agree. I mean, I can see what you're saying, Alex, about Eagles winning the division. Um mm-hmm. NFC East hasn't had a repeat champion since like the Andy Reid Eagles back in the mid 2000s. So it's been a long time. Yeah. Yeah. On Bovada, you can bet top two finishers in each division. Oh. And you can bet on the Cowboys and Eagles to be the top two teams in this division. And you can get even money. Yeah. Sounds about right. So bet a dollar, you win a dollar on top of that. So you're doubling your money if you bet this. And I feel like that's locked in. I I don't see I don't see a pathway for Washington or New York surpassing either of those two teams to get into the top two in this division. Yeah, unless just one of them completely sucks and inj- a lot of injuries. Like barring injuries, like yeah, yeah. I just like you're getting even money on the Cowboys and Eagles. You're not even you're not having to pick a winner. You're not yeah, having to not bet, bad. you know, win totals. You're just saying these are going to be the two best teams in this division. And I just you're getting even money for that. So I that that yeah, you talk bad. about lock of the century. That's lock of the millennium. That's yeah. Andrew's lock of the millennium. Uh, I was being a little facetious. But. <laughs> yeah, so that's mine. Um I like it. Final prediction for division order. Again, we're gonna each give our picks and majority rules. Who do we have winning this division? Eagles. Eagles. I'm going Eagles. Okay. All right. There we go. So unanimous there. Do we all have Cowboys finishing second? Yep. Yeah. All right. Third. Giants. Yeah. I was going to go Giants as well. I was going to go Washington. So we'll go with the Giants. And, uh, and the that leaves the Commanders in last. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so to recap, in the AFC East, we had the Bills, the Dolphins, the Patriots, and the Jets. And the NFC East, we have the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Giants, and the Commanders, right? Okay. Yep. yep. All right. 
Well, so there you have it. So that's our AFC and our NFC East previews. Get you ready for football season to come back. Do you all have any final thoughts on either of these two divisions on just anything related to what we talked about today? Uh, Andrew, I want you to talk on one guy really quick. Antonio Gibson. I know you're the really high guy on him. My baby. Yeah. (laughs) What are you thinking now? It's been nothing but bad news. I am thinking that it's training camp and I'm just, I got my, I got my sunglasses on. I'm just, (laughs) I'm just enjoying life. I'm that, I'm that, I'm that, that meme of LeBron in the pool where he's like, just smiling through it all. Can't believe this, my life. Like, yeah, I'm chilling, dude. I'm not worried one bit. What What's the bad news on him though, Rosie? Uh, I think he's injured right now in camp. So they're limiting his oh, touches okay. and Brian Robinson is taking first team reps. Well, that, yeah. Okay. Again, man, it's training camp. We'll Yeah, we'll see. You, I'm, go. I, I'm, I'm surprised you're worried because you, I think more so than anyone I know, you fall in love with talent <laughs> when it comes to fantasy. Even when there's a million red flags, you're like, yeah, but you see okay. how he ranks in the three cone drill. Like this dude is a freak. <laughs> He's like a scout. I'm and, honestly not worried either. Um, I don't think Brian Robinson is very good. I think Antonio Gibson's a lock to be a RB1 top 12. I agree. Yeah. So I'm not worried. So yeah. Just thought you soothe the fans. Yeah, yeah. If you let me just say this: if you have Antonio Gibson and you're in a fantasy league with me, then uh, it's terrible news. You should trade him to me. I'll take the I'll take the (laughs) you know the bad asset off your hands. Don't worry about it. Don't worry. Um, I've got him in. (laughs) (laughs) I've got him in at least one of my leagues. I know that for sure. So I yeah I actually I've got him in two of my leagues. So I am not worried one bit. Um. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting, sitting pretty. All right. Not worried. So, all right. Dad joke. You guys want it this week? I guess so. <laughs> what do you get from a pampered cow? Oh, hold on. Give me two seconds. Mm. Uh, Spoiled milk. Oh. Uh, there uh. you have it. That's the dad joke this week. This kicks off our NFL preview podcast for the entire month of August. We'll be back next week previewing an AFC and an NFC division from a cardinal direction to be named later. Uh, we'll let you know uh, which one we're doing. We've already got the East knocked out. We still got North, South, and West uh, to go through. So this is I'm I'm so excited for our NFL coverage. Yeah. We have another surprise coming up that we'll let you know later. Once NFL uh, season kicks off, the actual season, not preseason, we've got an additional thing that we've been working on with making the call. So we're gonna we're gonna unveil that in the coming weeks. But stay tuned, uh, tune in next week for our um, our next divisional preview podcast. Hope everyone has a fantastic Friday, a great weekend, and we will see you next time.